Let us go to God's throne this morning. Gracious and loving God, we come before you this morning just to say thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, we lift up all the needs that are laid upon this altar today. Whether they're grieving for the loss or whether they're celebrating yet the gain. Whether they're challenged by what has yet to be done or what only has been done in the past. God, help us to move forward. I call upon you this day for your guidance and your undying love that is with us at all times. Stir up the Holy Spirit. Give me wisdom that I may step forth in holy boldness to do all that you've called us to do. Lord, speak unto me and speak unto each of the leaders in the leaders' households and this our household of faith. Right now, God, move me behind the cross and allow your words to come forth in a mighty way. Cover us. Cover us and shine down upon us, Lord. Gracious and loving God, just nurture us through that our hearing may be set to such a level that we will not miss anything that you have given unto us this day. And what we receive, let us take it forth into a world that needs to see and receive the light of the living God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And amen. Simply turn to your neighbor and say, Taste and see that he's good. Turn to yourself. Put your hand over your heart and say, Mmm, ain't it good? Sometimes we have to just say to ourselves, God is so good. That even though I thought I'd keep it to myself, I couldn't contain it, so I just have to say, Mm-mm-mm. God is good. On a day like today, where we could have worried ourselves out of a blessing, we are here to see what the Lord has to say. Amen? Amen. We're going to focus on one simple thing. And I want you to take this picture and simply say, the common ground is good. The common ground is good. We have spent a great deal of time in many years in past talking about what separates us and miss the chance to talk about the common good. For there are gifts and miracles that God has given unto all of us that he expects us to recognize as his gift for the kingdom. For the common good is where we will focus today. Let me read with you the foundation of this particular focus. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. It says, To each is given. The manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. To another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another the gifts of healing by one Spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another discernment of the Spirit. To another variety kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of those tongues. All these are activated by one 
and the same Spirit who allots to each individually just as the Spirit chooses. Turn to your neighbor and say, What's good for you? It's good for you. What's good for me? It's good for me. What's good for us? All right. All right. The bottom line is sometimes we miss the guess that God is good to us individually, collectively, and broad scale. We spend a lot of time saying, Yeah, I got mine, now you get yours. What he did for me, I don't know if he's going to do for you. But the Spirit of the Lord should remind us that we ought to see the good that is ready for everybody. If this were a dinner table, imagine some place at every corner designed individually for each of us. Would you fight somebody else over here for their place when you could see your name on the table? That God had designed what is especially for you and set it at the table. Imagine what that means to live with our human heart so big that we truly believe God makes room for all of us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him shall never perish. Isn't that good news? Amen. But a lot of times in the body of Christ, we get healed. We get made afresh and anew. And we simply turn around and say, I've been like this all my life. <laughs> holy, holy, holy Lord. God of power and might. And we forget that we had a B.C. life. We forget that we had a before Christ life. We forget that God's grace has been so good that he kept us this day, yesterday, the day before, and the day therefore after. We turn around and simply say, huh, I'm really good for the Lord. No, I stopped right here today to remind us that God is good for us. That God is making and set apart that which he needs us to do. The foundation of this message, I want you to hear this, and you would be surprised where it comes from. It simply says the ministry to all Christians consists of service. The mission of God in the world. You may be flipping through and say, what book did that come from? Well, I stopped by here to tell you it came from page 131, paragraph 131 in the book of Discipline. God has called us into a relationship of servant leadership. God has called us into a relationship of discipleship. God has called us into a relationship of newness. God has called us into a relationship of both forgiveness and healing. But a lot of times, we want to receive, but we don't want to give. Amen. For in 2007, every church in the annual conference is being called into a, a, an attention to focus in on what is your evidence of fruitfulness. Where are you serving the people who need to know God? All of us in here, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? You would raise your hand and say, on most days I'm pretty good. And I thank the Lord for what he has done. And I walk in my faith and not by sight. I try to make you through the mercy in my mind. I feel like God is really going to 
sometimes the challenge doesn't make it to the hairdresser or the barbershop. They have not been back to Central Mall just yet. They in the class, and you said, mm, they got the same clothes they had on yesterday. And we're speaking in a tone of judgment, and we're looking down on one another and said, mm, don't they know they should wash their clothes before they come to school? Oh, I'm speaking to somebody because we need to understand that God is not calling us into a relationship of judgment. He's calling us into a relationship of love, grace, and mercy and forgiveness. And is that a person sitting up here? Not a person standing up here. Not anybody that God has called that we are your very person. Oh, I'm going to talk to somebody today. Because I am not standing for the Lord, and we should not stand for the Lord with a protection spirit. I don't know how come. Yeah, we know how come. God has called us to walk out our shame and lay it on the altar. God is calling us to say, I need help with my addiction. I need help out of my murk in my mind. I can't do it by myself. My finances are strangling one another. My money is catching my time. And I'm trying to make sure I got enough gas not to bounce a check. The first of the month is starting to look like the last of the month. The last of the month is starting to look like the middle of the month. And somebody walk up and say, Hi, oh, you're blessed and highly favored. Oh, yes, we're blessed. Oh, yes, we're highly favored. But God is calling us into the year of seven, a disciplined kind of life. Call a spade a spade of utterance and utterance and life and life and say, Baby, if you got to give, help somebody. But to sit on the gift and say, I got my gift, you get yours the best way you can. That's not Holy Ghost. That's not mission driven. That's not faithful journey. Mission and service is not new to the followers of Jesus Christ. It's not new to America either. The Declaration of Independence tells us we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed by their Creator, who we consider Jesus Christ, God, the Lord, the Lord, King of Kings, Alpha and Omega. That's who we call our Creator. We certainly nail be a right that among them are life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness. For all y'all who thought that was just the title of a movie, in 2007, it's in the declaration. Don't get hard tired with staring in the movies. But we're to pursue happiness, joy, deep down in joy. No, I'm not preaching prosperity. I'm preaching the fact that we got to get up and get real. we got to get up and see the light. Don't just say, I think the light is up the street. Don't turn it on. God is calling us each to get up, turn on the lights in our house, and go to our neighbors and say, Hey, I noticed you don't have no light on in your house. Do you need some help with the lights? Do you need some help with the roof? He's not calling us into particularity and specialty. But you see, when Thomas Jefferson penned the words in 1776, they crossed our hearts. And the world was in different situations. But we didn't practice acts of entitlement because we was trying to survive the winner. 
We were trying to survive the slave master. We were trying to survive the hatred, the bigotry, the anguish. And when we realized that they hadn't included us in that statement, we spent 300 years through prayer and supplication fighting for freedom, yet to be sitting on our substitute dusty, dusty, saying, they owe me, who is they? I was at a train one day and somebody said, this person owns us a vision. Excuse me? God woke with me just this morning, gave us new life, said it before and he said, oh, I speak unto you. I speak unto you. I speak unto you. Now bring all of those speaks and voices that bring them into the household of faith. Let us line up our vision, our mission, and acts of mission and outreach. None of us got grown alone. Oh yeah. Today is Human Relations Day. The day that we ought to pray for justice and peace and reconciliation. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand and say, have you ever visited a jail? And on the other hand, say, have you ever been assigned to jail? Because a lot of us think jail is out here on 69. But some of us, our minds are in jail right now because we won't let the Holy Ghost speak to our hearts and do anything brand new. Because we have convinced ourselves all that will be done through the faith community is already been done. Well, I stop right here to tell you. Or peace and justice Sunday. But there's a whole lot of brothers and sisters that look just like you and me. Locked up. Shackled down. Torn up from the floor. And they need to hear a prayer and a word of faith from yet I struggled with this passage. I struggled with this message. I struggled on the mountain. And I struggled with the reality that many of us don't want to pay attention. Don't want to see the reality of what is going on in our community. We put up the Bible and we walk around and see everything is great. Everything is really, really fine. Nothing is happening. Oh, by the grace of God, we're all in great shape. We have kids who need to know. Amen. We got mothers and daddies who need to know. We got folks sitting right up here that are struggling and need to know. In a time of trouble, when the world our schools and our homes and our families are challenged by choices made by our leaders. Why do we sit down on the very hand of service that God has given us? Why do we sit down on our gifts? Why do we even sit down in apathy and ignore that God is calling us into newness? Have you ever asked God for a miracle? And he gave it to you? Have you ever not asked for a miracle? And a miracle yet appeared? Have you ever been somewhere? And if it wasn't for the grace of God, you know that you would not be here right now. Has somebody prayed for you? 
and to see the darkest hour of the night and say to you, just save my baby. Save my son. Save my daughter. Save my grandfather. Save my uncle. Save my father. If you would just give the gift of healing and be our wake up, I promise I'll give you all my life, all my breath, all who I am. And we pray desperately on the knees. And then you said, however you make it happen, God, go with it. And God said, I'm calling you to help your miracle come to truth. I'm calling you to get out there and, and stand at your school. Be a crossing guard. And not let that child get run over. Not one more day. And you say, well, I don't have time for that. I got cable now. Cable breaking your budget. Oh, yeah, I'm back it down. Because I live with cable. When I came for a long time, when I saw I came home from college and said, Y'all got cable? There's a mouthful in this house. <laughs> he said, Y'all got real cable out there. No, don't go all the way. We didn't buy all the stations. We just bought the ones that was necessary to say we got cable. Shut up! In the name of Jesus. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. And He gave each of us His children and His children's children gifts and graces. And we say, I don't have the gift of hospitality. Carolyn has it, so I'm just going to make Carolyn use her gift. I don't have the gift of service and mission. I'm just going to let Mr. Next Jordan, Brother King, they got that gift. I don't have that gift. And you say, until the Lord speaks to me and tells me my gift, I'm just going to stand right here in the name of Jesus Christ. You've been standing for 22 years. It's time for some discernment. It's time for some discovery. It's time for some action. It's time for some word and music. And this, I want to pitch a tent right here. We got brothers and sisters in leadership positions who have tenacity and long suffering, have been in those positions and served with a mighty heart. It is time for us to pray for some transition. Because so God has loved us in such a way that he has offered us many gifts and many graces. And we just sit on the back going, I really can't stop. Oh, yeah. I've been all of us for Christians up in 2007. So everybody's going to work. Everybody can do something in the name of Jesus Christ. The people who are there are sick things. When I go to see them, you know why things are happening? Because I didn't ask the sick folk to pray for the church. Oh yeah, I give everybody a job. If you talk to my mama, my mama say, the girl will work you to death. But everybody's going to be employed in 2007. You need to start talking to God right now. Children, kids, cats, dogs, mamas, cousins, pooping them. If you roll it here as a visitor, sweetheart, the next time you come stop by, we will put you to work in the name of Jesus. And you don't do nothing but sit on your pew and say, Hallelujah, Jesus. I pray for all the college students. We're going to put everybody to work. Because the brokenness can be healed by the grace of God. You say, well, Pastor, you don't know how deep my situation is. And until I get fully fixed, 
come alive up in here. The fire from the belly of Jesus Christ is going to raise up in here. And if there, I'm not telling you to praise him like I'm praising. But I'm going to tell you something. You need to wake up and know that he is God. You need to see the gift that he's bestowed upon you. Don't let the fear. Because Satan is not around. Speak holy in the dark. He don't care how it kills us. He just wants us dead. He just wants us dead. The newspaper. When our children plastered all over the paper with that ice hoochie dance. And that's the first time we had the hoochie dance in front of a camera. But let that not be noticed. Our children are greater than the hoochie. They're greater than the camera. They're greater than what you have seen on TV. But if we don't play with a spirit of expectation, majesty, miraculous nature, our children will be lost. And that is a tragedy for a people that has come across the water, fought back from slavery, led through the alligators, been bit by all kind of dogs and hatred. I'm going to close with this because I'm upset. Unless we forget the struggle. I went to school and my theme song was Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. When James Brown died, I kind of said, My man with the case is gone on. One time I preached and I had a bad play to James Brown. Then, oh yeah, I stepped into the pulpit knowing that God had made me yet a new. 
I was the James Brown cop. When the radio came on, I was singing, couldn't sing a lick. But I was dust when they were just starting to burn. I've been in the integrated school system all my life. And I'm as black and proud and excited in the name of Jesus. I appreciate all the diversity that God has bestowed up in me, up in me, up in you, up in you. I celebrate your difference and your sameness better than you do. But I call you into proclamation, praise, and hallelujah newness. That in 2007, you're going to be able to sing your own theme song. You're going to be able to walk by faith, by by song. And you're going to be able to call like your mama calls you and the lady up the street calls you when you see something at all. In the name of Jesus, we're lost in all time. Come over here, baby. Come close. Because they get in the East Coast, they call you to come close. But if they're going to grab you, they want to grab you in your grill. <laughs> We didn't have a problem with the neck because they were glad the neck. Hold their heads straight. Do you see me talking to you? Do you see me calling your name? You need to be a girl scout, boy scout, color girl, color boy. Carolina, I was so busy that I should have gone crazy. But somebody walked through it with me. And I'm saying to everybody's heart, if you have sat down and you've been tired, at least be willing to be a strong prayer warrior. Don't pray in the bed. If you can still get on the side of the bed and bow down on your knees, go on down there and touch the ground. The fact that we can sometimes get down on the knees, that is how strengthen us. Lord, I can bow down on the knees. Lord, if we just get there and say, in the name of Jesus. Know your spiritual gifts. Realize they're a variety of gifts, but they come from the same spirit. For they are vaccinated by one spirit. There's one true and living God. So remember that we serve a manifesting kind of God. Look around us. It's time either to plant some new food, tear down what ain't going to work, dig up some streets, call into submission some things that need to be in submission. For leaders, all of y'all who are still here, tell all the ones who left, act like a leader, live like a leader, embody what it needs to lead. Because the bottom line is, if we need running on our what the gifts of God that he has for us will run right out the door. It's not that we don't need to be truthful with one another, but love one another, pray for one another, step to each other with love. If you got a question, ask the question. But to go out the door and speak out of order is not pleasing unto God. I ask that all mouths be convicted. My mouth, your mouth, our mouth, every children's mouth, everybody's mouth, mouth, everybody needs to be convicted of it. Because there's somebody 
that's sitting outside the ark of safety that has wanted to come into the body of Christ. But because of what they have seen in us and the lack that we have distributed and shown in our own personal gifts and wealth, they have decided they ain't no different than the world because God says we are to not be of the world. But what? Transform. Renew in our spirit. We ought to be set apart and not in revenue. But if we continue on the path we're going, I can guarantee you without a shadow of a doubt, we will continue to preserve monuments and we will not be vital enough to transform What you going to do? What you going to do? What you going to do? What are we going to do? Just like I said from the get-go, bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Because everybody up in here needs a transforming heart, a renewed spirit. And I want to say this boldly. If you're already serving in your gift and you haven't invited somebody to know Jesus Christ, tell somebody. Not the one you go to the barbershop with, but the one you pass on the curb. To God be the glory. Stand.